0: We're going to pick up where we left off last week with spiritual unity. Spiritual unity. And we come to the conclusion that spiritual belief includes relationship to the superior being that is the true and living God. Amen? Amen. So to be spiritual, you must practice religious beliefs such as prayer, meditation, on his word, and engaging with others in spiritual faith. Amen. You know, if we got division among us, then it cannot be division and spiritual at the same time. Come on, somebody. If there's division, there is the work of the enemy instead of the work of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So then we got to be careful who we allow ourselves to entertain. If you entertain anything other than godliness, guess what? You are in the hands of the enemy and you are doing his work. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to touch on a few things, hopefully. (laughs) that would help us get a little bit more deeper understanding. We're going to go to Colossians chapter 3. And while you're on your way to Colossians chapter 3, we have to watch how we allow our flesh to take control because then it takes us out of the will of God. And if we come out of the will of God then guess what? There's no way that we can be spiritual. So if you would please, in Colossians chapter 3, thank you very much, verses 12, it says, put on therefore as the elect of God. You got to close yourself as a saint of God. Amen. And it says, holy and beloved. So guess what? We got to take on God's attribute and it's got to be with love. bows of mercy. God had mercy on us. We got to show mercy to others. Kindness. Look how kind God has been to us. With love and kindness had he drawn us. Come on now. He didn't draw us when we were so good. He drawed us in our worst state. And in our worst state, he drawed us with love and kindness. Humbleness of mind, oh! So guess what? Be careful how you get puffed up in your mind. Be careful how you let a haughty spirit takes over. Meekness and long suffering, oh! So we got to learn how to suffer long with one another. Without discarding them off or without throwing them away. Huh? Because somebody had to suffer long with us. Come on, somebody. We supposed to be able to suffer long enough to pull somebody out of the fire. Forbearing one another. Forgiving one another. Uh-uh. And you know what? The saints find that very hard. They can do a lot of things, but they find it very hard to deal with forgiveness. We can do a lot of things, but forgiveness seems to come so tough. Amen. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, you also ought to do the same. Don't hold on to it because it will grow. And it will grow to the point that it could turn into malice, it can turn into hatred, it can turn into a lot of things that is not God. And what it do it takes you out of the will of God. Above all things Put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. We got to be perfected, saints. The road that we are traveling in, we ain't made it there yet. Amen? So, guess what that says? That means that we still got to work on ourselves, then, right? In this chapter, it speaks of clothing yourself. Clothe yourself as an elect, chosen of God. You got to dress up your spirit. He ain't talking about clothing yourself on the outside, he's talking about clothing yourself on the inside. He's talking about let your maker. Be holy and kind. You know, makeup is what we do when we dress up, right? We make sure everything is in its place. We think every every hair is in its place and every skin tone is in its proper place. Blending in with what we got on. We make sure that before we go out that we're fit to go out in the public. Am I right? God is telling you to dress up your spirit. Dress up in holiness. Dress up in kindness. Dress up with an humble mind. Meaning, taking on certain virtues and qualities by the mercy. Having heartfelt compassion. Boy, we got a lot of stuff to put on, ain't it? Huh? Come on, somebody. We got to learn. One of the things we got to do is learn to forgive and forget. Huh? I, for, I, I, I forgive Rosella, but every time she comes through that door, it stirs up in me. Did I really forgive her? Did I really try to forget what went on? Hey Amen. Because guess what? If you don't forget it, the enemy going to use it as a tool against your soul and the individual don't understand that it's a tool that he uses against you what's in you is what he uses against you wow we don't think about that come on now all of this stuff comes to damage your soul all of this stuff comes to keep you out of unity Now, you got to remember one thing. In the unity of the faith is to be in the family of God. Now, in God's family that's going to glory, there will be no division. There will be no strife. There will be no confusion. Come on, somebody. And anything that bring about these things will be left out of the family. Come on now. You got some family member you're in exile. Boy, don't you come around here no more. <laughs> you need something, you call me. Don't come to my house. Come on, somebody. You ain't going to act up like that here. You know y'all words. Why y'all think God could put up with it? Come on now. So, these things must develop in you For you to become spiritual, united with God. And here's the key point. We think that because we don't uh, come together with one another, that we kind of stand offish and hurt one another. But you hurting your relationship with God. The main thing is, is that you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're focusing on the flesh and not focusing on what condition that you're leaving your soul in. The devil already knows this is a spiritual thing. You're the only one that's, that, that, that's tackling it with your flesh. Your flesh will fool you, my flesh will fool me. Come on, somebody. Your own nature ain't dead. It's still in the background. And if you wind up feeding it, guess what it's going to do? It's going to come to the front. Did that make sense? So, you must learn how to truly forgive and forbear with other saints. Guess what? I can forgive Rosetta. If Rosetta don't accept it, that's on Rosetta. I got to work on my soul. My soul said do forgive. My soul said be in fellowship with Rosetta. If Rosetta don't want to be in fellowship with me, that's on Rosetta's soul. Do y'all understand that? Amen. So love is the binding. Without love, there is no God in your system. Say so that again. Without love, there is no God in your system. And your system is damaged. Your system is damaged decaying because of the lack of love Amen So love is the binding factor of all perfection Love helps us be perfected man You know why? Because love draws us that much closer to God who is love so we supposed to be drawn toward love. We can't be drawn toward God without love. Without love, you're sitting on an island all by yourself. Come on now. Who can attach themselves to the God of love without loving? You can't do it. He won't accept it. Come on, somebody. Don't fool yourself. You cannot come into the presence of God and remain in God's presence and remain in God's divine favor without God's love. And his love must perfect you. Amen. It brings you into a spiritual unity with him. Wow. God is a spirit. So you got to search those things out that brings you into spiritual unity with God. And without love, there is no way for you to come into spiritual unity with God. you got to come in the spirit of unity with God and with the saints. Come on now. That's why he tells us to love one another. That all men may see that you are what? My disciples. So that all men will see that you belong to me. Why? Why? Because you act like me. God said they gonna know that you belong to me because you gonna act like me. You gonna do the things that I do. Come on now. Y'all have heard that old saying. Oh you act just like your mama. Huh? Yeah, you're a split image. All you gotta do is say two, three words. That's God, you. You know, my old folks saying, God, you know how you say, God, God, you a split image of your mama. <laughs> huh? Come on now. That's you. you. You old men, y'all get to walking and, and, and they get to notice in your walk. Boy, you walk just like your daddy. Huh? Huh? You got to take on that same attribute of taking after God. You got to act like God. You got to walk like God. You got to talk like God. And mainly, you got to love like God. Come on now. If you don't, ain't nobody going to recognize who you are. Huh? They won't know what your identity is, who you identify with. Come on, somebody. You know, when, when Jesus was talking to the scribes and the Pharisees, he gave, he identified who they were. He told them, you were acting just like your daddy. He was a liar from the start. He's the father of all lies, and you acting just like him. So therefore, it's gotta be an identity to identify who you are. Did that make sense? So guess what? That means we have to watch how we get out of character. Especially with the saints. Because guess what? There's one thing about God, just like you, ain't there be no fussing and fighting in my house. You come home and your children in there fussing and fighting. Only thing you're going to do is slide that belt off and get the swing. Huh? I'm not going to have this. Am I right about that, or do y'all just let them go ahead and tear the house up? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have this. And oh Lord, don't let Flo come up, huh? Amen. If Flo show up, and Anime, and Florida may show up, oh Lord, go and get your own switch, (laughs) huh? I want you to go out there and pick out the one you want me to whoop your tail with, huh? Come on, somebody. So guess what? When God come into the president's house and you acting a fool, whatever punishment he put on you, it's because you deserved it. Whatever punishment that God decided to give you, it's because you was acting up in the family. And he is the only grown person in his family. He don't call auntie, uncle, or nobody else. He's doing himself. Keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. When we start getting out of character, keep it in mind that what God put on him, all you got to do is go back and fold back a few pages and you'll find out why he put it on you. Amen. So, the work of the flesh... Keeps us torn apart from being able to please God. If we stay and act toward our flesh. It keeps us torn away from God. We can't please God. Hmm. Amen. Let's go to Psalm 133. Did we finish Colossians? Or did we? Did we go down to the 17th verse? Or did we? We stopped at the 14th, I believe. Let's go and finish it. Let's go to the 15th verse. Let let the peace of God rule in your heart to thee which also you are called in one body. One body means what? Unity. We all got to be called into one body. So that means we got to all be united in one body. God only has one body. Come on now. And he said, and be ye thankful. You ought to be thankful that he called you to the one body. Huh? You ought to be thankful that his love and kindness and his tender mercy and his long-suffering... Call you to his body. Amen. Because you know, at some time when God was calling us in, if that had been somebody other than God, he'd have said, Oh, no, I don't want them. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I heard about Ro, no, don't know. Huh? But God looked at Ro and he looked at me, he said, Yeah, I can work on them. Huh? I can bring, I can bring them into perfection. Come on, somebody! I can make something out of it. you. Better let God make something out of you. 16th verse says, "Let the word of Christ dwell richly in all with." Wait a minute. Let the who dwell? Dwell? It said, "Let the word." The word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have a home in your heart. Wow. Why? Because it's the word that's gonna build you. It's the word that's gonna strengthen you to be able to walk in Christ. Be able to make a stand in Christ. Come on somebody. To be able to call on Christ. And get answers from Christ. That word is going to do a whole lot of things in your life. It will put you at the front of the bus. And not to tell. Come on somebody. He said. Let the word of Christ. dwell in you richly. In all wisdom. Not yours, but his wisdom. Come on now. Teaching. Uh Uh-oh. And admonishing. You got to be taught. If you don't allow the word of God to teach you, you will never be able to please God. You would never know the wisdom of God. You would never understand the knowledge of God. You would never know how to truly approach God if you ain't teachable. Admonishing one another. Uh Uh-uh. There you go again. God called for unity. Admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing it with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in words or deeds, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Oh, whatever you do. Huh? You know what we need to get in the habit of saying? When it says, Whatever you do in words and deeds. What I'm going to do, Lord, is it you? Lord, is what I'm going to say, is it going to be what well, I'm to be approved by you? Lord, is my action going to be approved by you? You know what? If we get in a habit, me, you, and everybody else, if we get in a habit of talking to ourselves before we react, We'll come out a whole lot better. Come on now. I know that to be a fact. my reaction today had me messed up for the whole day so I know if it'd do it do to me it'd do it' do to you too. you got to proact before you react. You got to talk to yourself. God said, In words or deeds, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on now. So that takes an examining yourself. Huh? When Colossians 7 verse, go back to it, it said, in which you also sometimes, no, wrong one. Get, Get this book in order. We'll go to the 6th verse. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. Indeed which you also walk sometime when you live in them. Wow. He's talking about the way we used to walk. Huh? So guess what? The way we used to walk is deeply planted in us. Come on now. It ain't gone nowhere. You, you walked in it too long. Thanks be to God that he put it in the background. And made you an overcomer. Amen. So we got to watch where we allow to uh, get deep rooted in our system. Amen. And hang on to us that we go back to where we once came from. Does that make sense? Let's go over to Psalms 133. 130. To fall apart Than we do to come together Amen So guess what That means that Everybody have to be On their P's and Q's Because guess what The enemy gonna look for a crack It's just like water When water finds a crack It's coming in Don't make no difference how small it is You gonna get a leak Am I right So this psalmist speaks about the, uh, the preciousness of family unity. It's a blessing to be in family unity. Church unity sanctifies us as God's family. We cannot be God's family if we're not in unity. Come on, somebody. You'll get expelled in a minute. Come on now. God's family is not acting like our natural family. Our natural family will fall out in a minute. Come on now. (laughs) We'll we'll go cross country together and then get there and still fall out. Because it's in our nature. Our nature always colliding with one another. But God calls for unity with one another. See, God calls from the object of what's natural. God calls for spiritual unity. Guess what? So that makes us put our flesh in check. That makes us not let the flesh rule, but the spirit rules. Does that make sense? If the, if the spirit don't rule The flesh is going to act unruly Come on somebody It's going to look at everything That is wrong about somebody And guess what And your flesh is going to pass it on Oh now we'd have made a mountain out of a molehill, blowed up all out of proportion. and God gonna get you. It's one thing I found out by God, whatever is attached to God and called it to be God's family. God going to either correct you or dismiss you. If you're incorrectable, then guess what? You got to go. Huh? Amen. And and you know what I found out? When I say you got to go, it ain't got to be somebody put you out. But the spirit of the Lord is going to push you out. Did y'all hear that? It's going to cause a, a, a illusion to come to you and cause you to leave on your own accord. Because you didn't want to be in unity with God. Come on now. We are to be perfected spiritually, one with God. And the proper comes... When we don't want to be perfected. Perfection calls for correction. We cannot be a perfected if we never be corrected. Did y'all get it? Let's go to Genesis thirteen. I don't know whether y'all been keeping up with some of the stuff that goes on that's been going on in the church world. you am talking about out there in the other world. In the other world, everything's going on. But it's bad when the church world is looking bad in the sight of people. It's bad when the church world is looking just as bad as the other world in the social media. It's bad when the church is hanging out its dirty laundry before the world. That the world can tell Rovella. I told you wasn't under that. Huh? I told you about them church folks. They ain't all that. This is what the world looking to say about you. Because guess what? There be a lack of Unity. In the body of Christ, and where there a lack of unity in the body of Christ, there is confusion. And where there is confusion, there is division and strife. And it develops into hatred. Come on, somebody. And then it sends out bad communication. And when it sends out bad communication, you don't realize the taste that you leaves in other folks' mouth about the church. God don't get you. Y'all hear me? Let's show you how the division stirred up. Go to yeah, Genesis 13. Go to verses 7 through 9. Are we there? Let's read it, please. And there was strife. What was what was there? There was strife. Go ahead. Between the herdsmen of Abram's and Cal and the herdsmen of Lot's Cal. And the Canaanites and the Pebazite So guess what? Even in the midst of the strife, there was other nationality of people watching. They were watching. What was going on in Abraham's camp? Ah, come on, somebody. And guess who it was? It was the unsaved folks that was watching. They were watching the folks that supposed to be God's people. Just like they watch you. Huh? just like they watch how you act they were watching how they act or it wouldn't have been put in the scriptures that the previsites and the canaanites dwell there so they had to have knowledge of what was going on amen when a house gets divided it has no strength if God had allowed the Canaanites and the Prevacite to come up on Abraham then, guess what? They would have been destroyed because they were already divided in the camp. Why y'all think the devil waits till he knows division is came so that he can make his bust through the door? Because he knows that the unity has been lost. Now I can put on... I can bring forth my attack. Because there's no... There's no there, There's no stability. There's division. So guess what? Now I can make my move. Because now, guess what? They weak. Wow. There is nobody to run me out. Because the old saying is... A change is only stronger than its weakest link. Make no difference how uh, 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 how much steel is in the chain or how much temper is built in it, but if it just got one weak link, guess what? The chain's gonna break. Read it, please. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my husband and thy herdsmen, for we be brethren. <coughs> we be what? <coughs> so, guess what? Somebody of authority had to take charge. Lot had a herdsman. Abram had a herdsman. But them two had to come together to set things in order. Because, see, if there be no order, guess what? We run like wild donkeys in the house of God. We're putting it on tape, I didn't say the other (laughs) one. Amen. So somebody had to have some wisdom. And here Abraham, since Abraham was to call out by God, Abraham used his wisdom and told Lot, said, since our folks don't get along, let's do that divine. Let's set some order in this. Let's set some order in this so that we don't all fall apart. Come on now. So, the ninth verse said, Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee. Sometimes you got to set yourself back and take a good look at you. look at how you see things and evaluate your own actions. Come on now. Now, if Father Abraham hadn't been the man that God had already called to be father of men and nations and bless Abraham to be a blessing, Abraham could have or might have went off on lot because of the harassment, what one was saying versus the other was saying. Somebody in there got to have some wisdom. He says, she says. Amen. So Abraham using his wisdom, and I'm just paraphrasing, he probably said, well, since we really don't know what happened, since we don't really don't know what the argument started about You take yours and you go that way, and I'm going to take mine and we're going to go that way, and it's going to resolve this. There's got to be a resolution. Come on, somebody. If we look at it, we'll finish that verse and say, What? If the whole land be before thee, separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go. Look at Abraham. And then Abraham turned around and gave him first choice. He moved selfishness out of the way and gave them first choice. Come on, somebody. You choose which direction you want to go, I'll take the other. You decide you want to go right, I'll go left. You said you want to go left, then I'll go right. So what he was doing? He was diffusing the situation. And diffusing the situation, but keeping a unity between him and Lot. Unity is important. Come on, somebody. In unity is where we have our strength. And when the devil knows that we're in unity, he's not so quick to come in with an attack. Oh, them both bonded together now. Huh? I go in now, somebody's going to cast me out. Come on, somebody. Somebody's gonna run me out of there if I go up in there. Because them folks ain't eating their food. Them folks is in the Word of God. Them folks is following leadership. And they're gonna spot me. Woo. That's what unity will cause you to spot the enemy. So, that, guess what? Just like Abram told Lot, when he spotted the enemy, then, Separate yourself from him. When you leave an enemy out there separated from him. And make it look like he out there all by himself. He eventually comes to himself. Uh Come on now. Don't feed it. Guess what? what folks need you sometimes material wealth will cause people's heart and mind to change for the worse and bring about strife among others it's bad when you think because you got two nickels you sitting on top of the world wasn't chick from being broke Somebody. Therefore, you got to watch what you give your heart over to. You got to watch your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Because your mind will be affected by it greatly. And once you get that mind messed up, your whole body messed up. Huh? Why do you think that's why God keep telling you that you got you to take on the mind of Christ? Because it's the only mind that ain't messed up. Everybody else's mind is messed up. Come on now. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. That's the only mind that the devil can't mess with. Strife come between Abram and herd, yet they were family. Division comes from the lack of spiritual people. If you don't have spiritual people in unity with one another, there's going come issues, guess what, that's going to flourish like cancer. <laughs> Small but spring. And guess what? As long as we've been with God, we ought to be able to squash little stuff. We ought to be able to squash it like a bug in the room. Come on, somebody. Rosella's supposed to be able to say, no, Larry didn't mean it. I'm going to squash that because I know him. He might have had a bad day. Watch it, Pastor. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it, Pastor. I see him laughing behind that mask. We're going to leave him alone, Rosetta. This me and your thing. had it made. It's <laughs> Lord it made. <laughs> So the vision comes from the lack of spirituality and people getting caught up in their flesh such as anger and jealousy and hatred, resentment, backbiting and many other things. Abram had to put things in order being the head of the family. Amen. So, guess what? When we, as the family of God, it is the pastor, the overseer shepherd, to make sure that things get in order in the house of God so that the Spirit of God can flow freely. Y'all hear? Other than that, you put shackles up on the anointing of God in the house and God don't pay it no visit because he don't see the unity. Abraham had to make sure he stayed in the presence of God and didn't allow any strength to come between him and light so that guess what? That Abraham could keep hearing from God. Did y'all hear that? You have to watch how you break fellowship with God. See, we think we just be breaking fellowship with people, but you got to watch how you break fellowship with God. You break fellowship with God, then you wonder why you can't get no answers. Well, come on. You wonder why you keep praying and God ain't saying here I am. Because you. you done broke fellowship with him. Come on, come on somebody. Hmm. Well, let's go to 1 Peter. I ain't going to include him in this one, bro. 1 Peter, verses 13. 1 Peter 13, verses through 25, if we get that from Huh? First Peter 1. First Peter 1, verses 13. Verse 11. <laughs> and come down. Read verse 11, please. Searching what, of what manner of time the spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when he testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Guess what? You got to make sure that you get in the glory of God. And the only way we can get in the glory of God is stay in Christ Jesus. Because it's the only way that glory is coming to you. It ain't coming by no other means but through Jesus Christ. Come on now. He suffered for this thing. Come on now. And all he asking you to do is walk in it. He done already got the victory. He done won the battle All He asking you is walk it won't by what he did. Come on somebody. 12 verse says. Unto whom it was revealed. That not unto themselves. But unto us. They did minister the things. Which are now reported unto you. The gospel unto you. You got to watch. Who's talking to you. And not by the spirit of God. Because if they're talking to you by doubt the Spirit of God, they're talking in themselves and not by God's Spirit. Because it takes the Spirit of God to bring about the revelation. It takes the Spirit of God to open up your eyes to what the Gospel is speaking of. Come on, somebody, You don't just jump and go into the library and read it and come out of the library saved, Ooh, I'm saved now. I read me some gospel Come on y'all that's where they're doing now. I read me some gospel now I'm saved. He that believeth shall be saved huh but he that believeth would do what the gospel said to be saved. Come on, somebody. Which was preached the gospel unto them by the Holy Ghost. And preaching the gospel, guess what? You've got to hear the word of God. Come on now. I don't care if the word of God get all up in your Kool-Aid. You still got to be saved by the gospel. The Holy Ghost, when he get in your Kool-Aid, ask him, "Can you make some lemonade with it too?" Cause I gotta drink this. Come on, somebody. that we try to attach more of the word of God to our flesh than our soul is the one that needs it in order to bring our flesh under subjection. Oh, come on somebody. This thing has got to be deep rooted in you. Huh? It's got to get deep rooted in you that guess what? It tells your flesh when you wrong, and guess what? You confess when you wrong. Instead of trying to sweep it under the rug. As you were talking, my mind went to a lot of folks in the church now don't understand the different gifts. Like the, the pastor, he deals with the person in the sin, the evangelist, he just, all he do is just give you a good water, a good sweet word. Mm-hmm. And so that's the difference. A lot of people don't realize there's a difference between the pastor and, and the, the uh, evangelist. And so when you've got a pastor that is called to pastor, so he's going to mostly stir in your Kool-Aid mm-hmm. or cause you to think because he's dealing with, your soul. The evangelist deals with you getting in the church, uh-huh. but the pastor's doing dealing with you staying in the church and straightening out your walk with God. Absolutely, because the evangelist, when he get through, he gone. The pastor still got to deal with it, and if it didn't get straightened out when the evangelist came, guess what? It still got to be dealt with. Because see, some things, even when you get, for instance, when you get a revival and everybody that comes to a revival don't get revived. Uh, some do and some don't. But guess what? When they get ready to go back to their church under that pastor, he still got to deal with it. Amen. Yes, ma'am.
1: Mm hmm. All the other gifts too. the prophet, they're going to show up and do their prophecy and they're going to get their head and scat. The missionary, they're supposed to be on a mission by the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they they ain't supposed to be just in one place. It's the pastor, the gift of the pastor. To the body of Christ, they have to stand still. that de- has to stand still and develop yes, right. the people, yes. evangelist, prophets, all the other ones. They ain't gonna be staying there amongst the people to help develop the people. Mm-hmm. So the pastors, that gift, that gets I think taken most for granted. Yes, it
0: is absolutely. And and, and 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 to give it more of a medical term about the evangelists. The evangelist and the missionary, when they come in, they only come in to give you a B twelve shot.
1: Absolutely, to energize you. Right.
0: That's all. Mhm. But the pastor is the one that has to constantly deal with the issues. Right. Because the evangelist and the missionary are the prophet. They may come in, they may give, and they're they not going to give you, uh, now false will, but they're not going to give you a direct word. They're going to tell it to the pastor. Absolutely. If he's a true missionary, if he's a true evangelist, if he's a true prophet, he going to come to the pastor. Absolutely. And he's going to he get permission if he needs to speak to you. He's going to get permission from the pastor. That's right. So oh, that's God order. That's order. Because the prophet ain't no shepherd. That's right. The evangelist ain't no shepherd.
1: That's right.
0: But the real man is the shepherd, the pastor. That's right. The real one that has to put up with every different attitude. Come on, somebody. And guess what? They are all different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it takes a man that is sent by God to deal with all of our attitudes, mm-hmm. and still, guess what? And still maintain sameness, <laughs> cause we'll run somebody crazy. Come on now, you <coughs> If I'm right about that, Amen. Yeah, and guess what? Guess what? And, and, and it's bad when everybody attitude get to acting up at the same time, and the pastor sitting there saying, "Lord, then you want to step in and tell me what to do on this?" Woo. And then God started pointing stuff out to him. That's right. You know why God pointed out to him? Cause God need the house to come back into unity. That's right. It's all about spiritual unity. Come on, somebody.
1: Amen. Yeah, Elder, you hit it spot on. Because all the gifts they operate together. To edify By the, body, the of body. Till we all come together in, in the, the unity of the, of the faith. And when you look in the book of Acts at evangelism, what they did in the book of Acts, they just went around preaching Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they, they, they had a, a, a strong word, but like the pastor said, it was a sweet word because that's all evangelism was, was talking about Jesus. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It was totally different than being the shepherd of the house. And then when Paul talked to pastors like Timothy and other pastors, you had to do a whole nother shift in ministry. Absolutely. It was totally different Absolutely. than just going around preaching Jesus.
0: Absolutely. Because it takes on more than that. Absolutely. It takes on everybody, every individual attitude, it takes on every individual spirit, it takes on everything that the individual